Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. My name is TJ Jackson, and with me is my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. What's going on, T? Nothing much, Mr. Taj. It is January 18th, 2023. Yes, I still have a Christmas tree behind me. I know, I know. Um, How long are you going to leave it up for? The whole Taj, month <laughs> I don't know. I would. I um, want to take, I, take a little I, while to get. We, we got it up kind of late. I think we got it up like a couple weeks before Christmas. And by the time you get it up and all the decorations, yeah, yeah, you yeah. want it to last a bit. So okay. we still have our Christmas stuff up. It's yeah. still tis the season. We still got a couple more holidays here in the States to celebrate. So we are good. <laughs> um, but yes, you all, we are live, of course. We are on Facebook and YouTube right now. If you are watching or even listening to us on one of those platforms, we want to thank you for watching. We want to encourage you to subscribe to either channel. I should say subscribe to the YouTube channel or follow us on Facebook. Please like the video because it helps extend the reach. And then, of course, if you're listening to us via the podcast, uh, yes, all of our episodes get upgraded. What's the word? Transferred, converted to a podcast, which will be available on all the podcast platforms, all the major ones, at least. And again, if you're listening to us that way, we want to thank you for listening to us. We want to encourage you to also follow, subscribe to our podcast channel and leave a review because it's those reviews on the podcast that help others find content they may be needing. Um, this is a subject that's very difficult, challenging um, to, I guess, to really be in. There's not many grief loss related shows out there so mm -hmm. if any anyone who can support us by leaving a positive review it really helps others who may be looking for that content find us people read reviews so it, it would go a long way so thank you so much um, as for a disclaimer we are not licensed therapists we are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives we've been impacted by it and we like to say we have learned from it. We enjoy sharing our opinions in an attempt to help you get through whatever it is you may be going through. Um, saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not just rely on us. I see my dog Chewy is just decided to just lay out right there, yeah, which a, I hope. Make a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, dogs are great companions. I've always yeah. said this when I if lost my have, mother at sixteen. My dog was huge, so uh, don't ever sleep on the dog or a pet's role in grief. Anyways, um, Taj, how have you been, man? How was your week? How's your new year going? It's going great, TJ. Um, the reason I keep looking down is because um, this is I've been all over the place, and I actually, uh, Tiana went left with the kids, and I still have the keys. I don't know how the car started and got all the way to where it needed to go, to a museum. But um, I still have the car keys. I have the car keys. So right now what I'm doing is with an app. Uh, this, is not, this is not a promotion, by the way, <laughs> just so anyone knows. But with the app, I unlocked the car and I just started the car now. Whoa. It's pretty nice, huh? I didn't know. I, I'm was. tempted to ask what kind of car because I only thought Tesla's did that. Are Tesla's not the only ones who do that? No, Tesla's not the only one. 
Oh, okay. I don't want people hacking into my phone. Okay. Okay. My okay. Yeah. Don't say the car. I was very impressed, and and um, so that's why I'm looking down. I'm just making sure she got in and the car started. Oh, it's all good, Taj. You're really not. I just said I was a professional like 20 seconds ago before we started. Yeah, and you I, did, I, but you know, I I never took that for uh, truth. <laughs> you never you're, took that seriously. You're not as needed as you may think, but uh, I do enjoy you being here, so I appreciate you, whether you're looking down or not. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I should how, how say was your this. week, by the way? My week was good, Taj. Um, the year's going by fast. I'm doing my transformation. I, I kind of hit a speed bump where I've opened up my it's, – it's tough. But I've been losing weight. I've been doing uh, my yoga pretty much daily. That's been a really wonderful, pleasant surprise in my life. I always knew the benefits of yoga, but when you actually do it um, – and, and really – I think I knew when I thought about the benefits of yoga, I just thought of it from a physical perspective. I never considered the mental and spiritual benefits, which mm. if you go to a, a true yoga um, location or really try to embrace true yoga, um, mm -hmm. I think you can get those benefits. And for me, I, I didn't, I wasn't really aware of it and underestimated it because that's been really, really beneficial for me. So it's been great. It's been really great. Um, Taj, enough. I'll say enough of your talk. Uh, yeah. uh, you haven't really shared anything. That I didn't share good. anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I will, I will say this, y'all. We have a special guest um, that I'm going to be doing an introduction to in a minute. Uh, but one thing I always should be saying is about um, how you can support DDJF. You could mm -hmm. simply go to um, www.ddjf.org. You can also... Um, that's where you could learn about our foundation. You could donate there. You can go on our Facebook page. You could share things on social media. All that is simple ways where you could support the foundation and our mission. Um, you could also go on Amazon Smile. I know we just got through the whole big um, holiday shopping. season, yeah. shopping season, but on Amazon Smile, um, Amazon gives you a way to contribute to our foundation. You just all you have to do is link up our. Um, our foundation to your Amazon Smile account, and anything you buy from Amazon will um, a small percentage of it will come to the foundation, which is very very cool. And it doesn't cost um, you anything. Okay. And it doesn't cost you. Anything. Thank you for for see Taj. Every now and then you do come through and add something oh, of value, but it's not it's not that often. But uh, I know I know it's my big brother. I can't help it. But anyways, Taj, on this episode of the Power of Love Show, we have a special guest. Her name is Janine Quo. Uh, Janine Quo is the owner and designer of Quotations. I love that. It's spelled K-W-O-H-T-A-T-I-O-N-S. Um, mm. It's a stationary company and letterpress print and design studio. Mm. Quotations is an ever-evolving collection of greeting cards and gifts that reflect and celebrate a diversity of identities and life experiences, always with humor and empathy. Mm -hmm. She is also the author of Welcome to the Grief Club, an illustrated book on grief for anyone who has lost a loved one or who is close to someone who is grieving. Based on Janine's own experience with grief and those of other Grief Club members, the book uses brief writings, illustrations, and creative diagrams to explore the wide range of emotions and, of course, experiences that grief can encompass. Janine's hope is that others will recognize some of themselves in what she creates and for others to feel a bit more seen, more connected, and less alone. Here today to discuss her work 
without further ado, everyone, please welcome Janine Quo to the Power of Love show. Janine. Hello, Janine. Hi, thanks so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, I first, again, um, I love your quotations. I love how you used <laughs> your last name to make it a very cool uh, business model. I thought that was was quite brilliant. Yeah. Um, so well done there, Janine. So we at DDJF, we strive to bring attention and to highlight resources for the grief community. Mm-hmm. Um, as we did not have many growing up, we've shared that many times. Um, my question to you, my first question is, why was it important for you to create a resource for the grieving community? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I guess I I wrote the book that I wish I had um, in the depths of my grief. You know, I think similar to you two, I had my significant loss at a relatively young age. So I lost my partner nap when I was 28. And I was one of the few people in my friend group who had had any kind of loss. And I was the only person I knew our age who had lost a partner. And it felt I don't know. It was so overwhelming. It was so much more than anything I could have expected. Um, It was so much more complicated. It went on for so much longer. Um, I was just really blindsided by all of it. And I think it was also really isolating for me in a way that I was surprised by because it's an experience that so many people go through. And yet I felt so alone in it, partly because of my age and partly because I felt like my loss didn't like fit neatly, I don't know if that's right, but fit neatly into like a certain type of loss. So for example, like my therapist told me to go, um, like it might be helpful for me to join a grief group, but there were like grief groups for widows, which didn't feel right because we weren't married, we didn't have children. There were grief groups for people who had lost friends, but that also felt very different from what I was going through. And so I wanted, you know, part of what I wanted the book to be was for people who felt like maybe their grief didn't fit neatly into a box or didn't fit expectations. Um, So I just really wanted it to be inclusive and sort of like an easy book to pick up and and read. That's fantastic. And I love that uh, you made it yours and you related it to you. And um, thank you for sharing that because I think that's very helpful for anyone that I think it also tells people that everyone is different. You know, you can't just assume if you go through a loss, you just fit with everyone. We all have our individual stories and our individual ways of feeling like we either connect or don't connect. Um, You are talking about Welcome to the Grief Club, right? The book? Is that the book we're we're discussing? Okay, that that you are referring to. I just want to make sure. Okay. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a book you wrote. I'm curious uh, if you can share what can readers expect from getting the book and reading the book? And also what do you, Janine, hope people take away uh, once they read the book? Yeah, so my book, Welcome to the Grief Club, is an illustrated book on grief. So it's not a memoir and it's not like a how-to manual on grief, Mm -hmm. although like I wish someone would write that. Um, and you know, and similar to what you said at the beginning of the show, like I'm not a grief expert. I'm like someone who has had a loss um, and has talked to many other people who have as well. And so the book is really about that. It's not so much a resource from an expert, but really um, 
I want it to feel like talking to a friend. Um, and so it's like short writings, illustrations, diagrams about all the things that grief can encompass that a lot of us feel and go through, but we don't always talk about. Um, so for example, part of the book um, is, is titled, It's Okay to Feel Many Things at the Same Time. So it's about all the feelings, sadness, anger, guilt, relief, joy that we can feel in our grief, but we don't always you know, talk about those emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another section that's called like grief hurts literally that has like diagrams of like the way grief can manifest physically. So mm-hmm. I hope that it's an easy book to pick up um, and like, you don't have to read it front to back. You can just like pick it up, read a section be like, no, that doesn't resonate, put it down, mm-hmm. pick it up again and flip to another page when you want. And so my hope is that someone like no matter who they lost or how they lost them or where they are in their grief can find something that they resonate with and you know can feel free to leave the rest very very good i have to ask janine were you always a very creative person um (laughs) yeah i i I because because people are commenting and i would completely agree you have a great book cover it is a great cover um you also have a great title you, you, you seem very creative. Uh, have you like? Is this something you've always been, or is this just a wonderful team behind you? Because I, I gotta say, you, you, I'm gonna show it again. Your 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 cover. If you guys haven't seen yeah. it, go to Amazon and search quotations K W O H T A T I O N S, or of course you could just go to the website quotations.com again k w o h t a t i o n s.com and I, what i want to say is that that cover is so fun it's like you you've, you've been able to take such a serious topic and make it kind of inviting and especially in today's time it's it's um I don't know. I, I, I just want to give you a lot of props for that because when we think about grief oftentimes we think of dark scariness I don't want to say boring. That's the wrong word. But you know, it's 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 something we can imagine that seems so stagnant. Yet yours is very vibrant and welcoming. So I, I commend that. And um, yeah, I would love to if you could just talk about about your choice for going that route. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have any sort of formal art background, but I've always loved to draw, like as a kid. Um, and so part of the reason why the book has these very simple, maybe like silly illustrations is because that's kind of like the limit. <laughs> like I can't draw you a person more realistic than that. So, um, But I do like them because I do think, as you said, it brings a certain lightness to a topic that's really hard to talk about that can be really heavy. And I also wanted, as you said, like people to be able to see themselves in the book. And so what I like about the characters is that they don't really have any features. And so, if the hair is kind of right, skin color is right, I feel like it's easy to like step into them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so that was also a bit of an intentional choice. Mm. Um, and yeah. yeah, in terms of the book being, being light, I know it's like hard to explain like, oh, it's a funny book about grief, but I really did try to infuse again, lightness through the illustrations and through the examples in it because I think humor is like such an important way that 
it's a, such an important tool we use to survive really, really hard things. Right? It's, I think it's something that I instinctively turn to and a lot of my community turns to. It's just like a way to connect with other people, right? If something happens to you, it can feel like if someone says something horrible to you, it can feel like really heavy and bad. But when you say someone like, oh, can you believe someone said this to me? Somehow it like forms like a source of connection and there's like, uh, I don't know, a levity to it, right? Because you're bonding over it. Mm. And so I kind of wanted the book to have that throughout, right? So I have like beef, uh, grief trigger bingo and like Grieflandia, which is what I imagine grief would be like if it were like a terrible board game. Mm. And I think it's just a way, again, it's a way to survive because I feel like we have to mm. see kind of like the weird, bizarre parts of grief, of which there are so many, because mm. otherwise it's just like, it's too terrible to bear. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I love the fact that you use humor. You know, I, I don't know who said it, maybe it was in an interview, but they say that music and humor has a way of bonding us and, and connecting us. And I just love the fact that you embrace humor and when it comes to grief, because most 99% of people don't. And, um, you know, there's people out there um, that need to laugh and, and need and can relate to humor. And, and like you said, it's, I especially think in the, in the beginning parts of, of going through grief, um survival is what matters you know and and if your humor can help people survive um time has a way of helping heal but in the beginning parts it's, it's a matter of surviving your grief and i and i think humor is a great way to do it um jennifer also says i love the unfiltering unfiltered cursing <laughs> in the book yes i think of curse words but i gotta watch my mouth lol so i think that's awesome you know you, you're going in a direction that you wouldn't expect and i think that's so awesome yeah, well, I'm glad, Jennifer, that you appreciate it. It's a, <laughs> I went back and forth with my editor on that one, but I, <laughs> I fought to keep them in there because I just feel like those are the words I use. Like, that's how it feels. Sometimes there's just, like, nothing like an expletive to, like, <laughs> show yeah. the force of emotion that you're feeling. So, yeah. Um, I, I think that's amazing. That's really cool. So I, I have a couple more questions for you uh, regarding the book, if that's okay. Um, without, of course, being too specific, I'd love to know if writing the book helped or changed your grief in any way. And if so, how did it do so? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. I think in ways that maybe I didn't even realize till afterwards. But, you know, I did like a lot of processing right after he died. Like the first two years, I feel like all I did was process. And then I, I got to a point where I was like, okay enough that makes sense and so mm -hmm. I kind of stopped thinking about it like I stopped thinking about it directly um and then when I was writing this book I knew that there were topics that I really wanted to write about that I thought were really important that I mm -hmm. hadn't really processed for myself yet so oh. for example like a sec there's a section in the book or there's a flow chart that says like is my grief valid mm -hmm. and that's something that I really struggled with like I said at the beginning because you know, we weren't married, we had dated for a few years, and part of me felt like, oh, I should be over this by now, like, right. I'm still grieving. And so like, that's one of the topics that I feel like through writing it through really thinking about like, what do I want people to know? What do I want people to feel? Um, I had to get to like, what do I really think? And then like, how does that apply to my own grief? So it really did help me kind of process my own um, in a way that I hadn't really forced myself to before. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. Very cool. I have a question because um, I always do ask this. What made you write the book in that way? I know, obviously, uh, the grief that you had, but because um, you turned to that aspect of it and you said you were, you know, somewhat creative in the past and stuff like that with the drawings and stuff. But um, was it intimidating at any time in terms of that in that way? Or did you know this is the way you, you mentioned also that you didn't have something like that and you knew you wanted to make a book? for others in that way. But um, it still can be an intimidating process for people in that. So what made you take that leap of faith and that step in that? Yeah, it was really intimidating. <laughs> I didn't really know. I mean, I had never written a book. I didn't know how any of it was supposed to go. And I also even after I got the book deal, I was like, I don't know if I can write this book. I don't know if I have it in me to create something that I think is worth being out in the world. Um, I think mm -hmm. especially with a topic like grief, where so many, there are so many books out there, there are so many resources out there. So, you know, I would think like, what do I have to say that is different, that is unique um, from what's already out there? So that's something that I contended with a lot and honestly like still contend with even though the book's already out um but I think I think I did it well partly because the opportunity kind of just landed in my lap right so I I was making sympathy cards and then an editor approached me and said like do you have more to say on this do you think this could be a book and the more I thought about it the more I was like I do have things to say. Like I, I do have a lot of thoughts <laughs> on this, right? And even if it's not helpful for everybody, I think it could be helpful for someone. And mm -hmm. if I can help someone feel less alone than I did in my grief, then that would make it worth it. Like, why not? I, why not try? I, I'm very happy you say that because I think that's something oftentimes any creator, you know, whether it's a book, music, anything. Um, and this is really for the people who are listening and watching. I, I love what you said. If, if I can help someone, one person out there, you know, get through their situation by telling my story or by doing something, uh, I think that's how you can beat that intimidating factor. I think the intimidation factor comes when we start thinking of how many we're going to sell or is it going to be a profitable thing or, you know, but what if it fails? All those kind of questions is where the intimidation comes. But if you think that if, you could just help one person, which I truly believe all of us can by sharing our story. There's someone that needs to hear all of our stories. And if we can just think of it that way when we're doing the process, I think it will be a lot more beneficial and then it will be a lot more authentic and then it will be a lot more impactful. So um, I appreciate you answering that uh, the way you did. Um, I, I have a, another question um, regarding the book, I know I've, I've been asking some questions, but what type of feedback have you been getting on the book? And how does it make you feel when someone reaches out to you to tell you that their, your book has impacted them, especially since one of your goals is to make people feel more seen, more heard and more connected? Yeah, I, I got a lot of messages and emails from people who read the book after it came out. Um, most of them were positive, saying that it was it was helpful. And I was really touched by the fact that people had taken the time to like write me an email or send me a note to let me know 
um, that the book was comforting and the book was helpful for them. It felt both sort of like validating in my decision to write the book, but also in turn sort of helped me feel less alone in my grief. So like the book isn't a memoir and it's not written in the first person, but so many of the examples and, and the perspective are are mine. And so like all the questions and issues in there are like questions and issues I still have about myself, right? Like, is, am I grieving correctly? Like, am I doing this wrong? Am I alone? And so hearing that other people related to what I wrote, like in turn helped me feel less alone. Um, mm. So I feel like it's got a nice sort of virtuous cycle mm -hmm. to it. Um, but I think, you know, being able to, through the book, just like help people feel a little bit less alone or feel like, oh, it was, I, you know, some people said like, I didn't expect to laugh, but I laughed. Um, it was really amazing to be able to like, in, when people are going through such a hard time to have like even a small positive impact on them. Mm, that's great. Um, in our society, uh, we have, first of all, we don't talk much about grief. It's like the biggest taboo or one of them, sadly. And therefore, there could be an unrealistic expectation that when we do lose someone that we are supposed to move on in a timely manner. Um, what are your thoughts on the exceptions society puts on grievers? And what advice would you give someone who feels that they are grieving the quote unquote wrong way? Mm. <laughs> um, yes, I think we, I completely agree. I think we have these expectations on grief that just like anyone who has lost someone will tell you are ridiculous. <laughs> mm. um, you know, like look at our, like everything, our, our bereavement policies are absurdly short and mm -hmm. a lot of them define what is a significant loss or not. Um, I think, you know, in my experience, you kind of get the sense it's time to move on from people sort of not talking about it, um, stop checking in. You know, I think, unfortunately for some people, um, people will say like, you know, I think it's time for you to be moving on now. Mm -hmm. um, I think that makes it really hard. Like grief is one of the hardest things that we go through. And then on top of that, if you're feeling like I'm grieving and I'm feeling like I shouldn't be grieving or I should be over it or I'm not grieving correctly, it's just like, too much for a person. Um, so I, I mean, I would say to anyone who's feeling like they're grieving too long or grieving too much, which I know is a lot of us, just know that everyone grieves differently and that mm -hmm. there truly is no right or wrong way to grieve. There truly is no timeline to grief. So just like do what you have to do to survive. Like take as much time as you want, grieve in whichever ways, like feel the least bad to you. Um, and just take care of yourself as best you can because it's really hard. And the idea that there's an end to grief is a myth. Like there's mm. no, you're not trying to get to a finish line within a lot of period of time, right? There is no finish line. Like the goal is to integrate, I think, like grief into your life along with joy, along with all the other things that exist and will exist in your life. Um, and grief will always be there. It will change and it will soften, but the goal isn't to get to the end of grief. And I think it's helpful to find people 
who understand that and will support you through that. Summer Violence says, uh, amen. Um, Nicole adds, grief is unique to each individual. No one should dictate how you should feel. Jen adds, everyone grieves different and that's okay. Uh, be kind. Brina Henley Tuggle says, true, but grief should not have a time limit. And then Carrie says, um, I definitely feel the pressure of time from society related to grief. Um, first of all, I, I loved your answer because you're 100% right. I think all aspects of our society, they try to put everything in a box. They try to, so whether it's so that systems can work or whether it's relieving for us to feel like there's a process, a, a rigid process to something. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest issues we have. Um, I love that you said um, it's one of those things you have to integrate into your life. And, and that's so counter what society or what we would want. It's like, why would we want to integrate difficult things into our life? But when you go through a loss or through grief, you don't really get that choice. You have to, um, you know, it, it, it can come up upon you and then you're, you're forced to integrate it. And, and that's, if you can healthily, and if you can, be prepared as best as you can and understand the process and you're, that you are different and there is no true way to do it, um, I think you'll do a lot better. So you said it a lot better than me, but I appreciate what you said because as Carrie says, they're comforting words. Um, one more question I had. Um, well, you know what? Let's do this. Let's talk about your stationary business. Quotations. I love that name too. Another creative thing. Uh, where can people get your cards? What sets your cards apart from others? And has operating this business helped your grieving at all? Hmm. So uh my cards are online at quotations.com, which is my website. They're also on Etsy. And then I also sell into like independent stationery and bookstores around the country. So you can sometimes find them in your local store. But quotations.com has everything on there. Um, what sets my cards apart from others? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> kind of a tough. So I think I try to make cards for a lot of us for whom they're we may feel like there aren't cards, right? So um, for example, Mother's Day is coming up. So I make cards for those of us who have chosen families. So I have like, thanks for being my chosen family or thanks for helping to raise me for a parental figure or like anyone who helped to raise you. Um, or like a congrats on raising yourself card for also those of us who uh, raised ourselves. And so I think it's, you know, trying to think about what are the lives we actually lead? Like, who are the people in our lives? What are the milestones to celebrate in our lives? What are the struggles we have that you won't find in a Hallmark greeting card aisle? Mm. Um, mm. And, you know, I do try to go one layer deeper. So I have a lot of sympathy cards and, you know, a lot of sympathy cards will say, you know, I'm sorry for your loss, which is like a perfectly fine and good thing to say. Um, but I try to dig more into like what that person might be 
what the grieving person might be wanting to hear. So for example, I have a permission to grieve card, which is also in the book. And it's basically like a permission slip that says like you grieving person have permission to grieve in whichever ways you want for as long as you want to, whether it's like crying or not crying, screaming or not screaming, wanting to be alone, not wanting to be alone, like, et cetera, you can be unwashed and it's fine. So it's like trying to get, I think like one layer deeper into um, like what are the emotions behind a lot of these milestones and holidays? Yeah, I, I, well, I, I love it. There was only another one other company. Uh, we had the creator on, um, I'm blanking on the name, but it was a while ago. But I, I think grief cards, in, instead of just the simple, um, sorry for your loss, you know, the, the, the generic ones you would see, the Hallmark cards. I love when people like you create new different style of grief cards i think it's you know i feel like grief, uh, grief cards are kind of like the, the always get overlooked you know they're probably not as lucrative for uh these card companies as birthday cards or valentine's day or christmas or whatever grief cards are so so overlooked but i think they could be so powerful um because it allows people to to experience things but also for someone to write a message because a lot of times we're not the best at our words when it comes to grief because we're not we don't know what to do or say. Um, so I, I love the fact that you're making these cards, giving people an opportunity to take their time and in, in relaying their message. And hopefully that message is is one from the heart and authentic. So um, I again, thank you for for not only the book, but doing these cards. I think they could be very helpful. Uh, once again, everyone, it's quotations.com. Um, that's K-W-O-H-T-A-T-I-O-N-S. Um, now, uh, much like us losing our mom at a young age, you experienced your first great loss at a young age, which we talked, when perhaps some of your peers uh, hadn't experienced that level of grief or loss in their lives yet. What advice would you give to a young person who has not experienced grief themselves, but wants to support a friend who has? Yeah, this is a question I get a lot. And and the first thing I would say is that I would acknowledge that it's really hard. It's hard to show up for someone who is grieving. It's hard to see someone you care about in pain. And, you know, having been on both sides, I'm still not always great at it. So <laughs> give you space. But what I generally say is I think the most important thing is to just show up. Like there's no perfect thing to do. There's nothing you're going to do or say that is going to make it significantly better for them. But I think showing up is so important because a lot of people, because we don't know what to say, because we don't want to be awkward, because we don't want to say the wrong thing, we'll be avoiding them probably. And so having someone who's there who's like, I see this, I see what you're going through. I'm sorry you're going through this can make such a huge, huge difference. Um, I think there's like a lot of small tangible things that are helpful. Um, I'm trying to think of what my friends, my friends were wonderful. Like, like I said, like they didn't know idea what they were doing. I was a mess and somehow they managed to, to show up. So they made a Google calendar so they could coordinate without me who was going to stay with me. That was really wow. helpful. Um, my friend, Amy went out and bought my outfit for the funeral because I didn't have anything to wear. Um, another friend like responded to all my text messages for me. 
Um, so I think these like really small things, you know, going out and buying toilet paper are like actually quite huge. <laughs> Um, when someone just like doesn't really have the wherewithal to really do much. Um, so I feel like show up in all these little ways actually, I think can be more significant than they seem at the time. Um, Cause like, I'm still talking, talking about it like six years later. Um, and then I will also say like, keep showing up. So I think after someone dies, there's this like initial outpouring of support and sympathy, which is really wonderful. But then everyone kind of goes back to their own lives, right, understandably, but that person is still grieving. And so I think being the person who like shows up weeks, months, years later, um, can in some ways be more impactful than showing up right after when everyone else is also showing up. Um, mm. So another thing that I think is helpful is I put um, like anniversaries on my phone in my calendar so every year i'll remember like oh it's their birthday oh it's their death anniversary and like to check in on on that date nice uh caitlin says keep showing up uh jay says we all we all need hugs and support when you lose a loved one and also when six months down the road you still need those hugs and love um amber says wow what amazing friends we can all use support like that um, and then Nicole says, no words, just presence can work wonders. I certainly appreciated that when I lost my mom. Um, Sarah says, support is a blessing, makes a world of a difference. And then there was one more comment. There's actually some comments on the cards that I should have read that I didn't. Um, Sophie said, those cards are amazing. Denise says, I seem to be buying sympathy cards more than any other cards. Love hearing that. And then Jennifer says, thank you for the grief card variety. I got so many of the same cards in the loss of my father. I knew the senders all meant well. Um, but now you all, well, there's different options out there. Um, okay. And then I actually, um, I think, you know what? We're almost at the time because I have to run. Unfortunately, I know it's so unprofessional of me. But uh, Janine, first of all, for anyone who's wondering where did Taj go, Taj had to take care of the situation um, <laughs> that he was talking about. I guess whichever car he has, um, he couldn't start the car from afar or something like that. So he had to take care of his personal family thing. But he uh, sends his love to everyone um, and, and apologizes to you, Janine, for having to leave us. Um, but with that said, Janine, we mentioned that at the beginning of the show, at the top of the show, actually before the show started that we like to give our guests the last say to relay whatever message you want to relay to the community. Um, whatever it wants to, whatever you want it to be your favorite Netflix show, your favorite cooking recipe, your favorite song, your favorite dance, your favorite sport, your favorite poem, uh, what you're up to, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we'd like to give our members, our community, sorry. Um, our guest, the final word to our community. So the floor is yours, Janine. Take your time and, and yes, the floor is yours. Thank you. Yeah, I have a poem. It's not my favorite poem. It's a poem I came across on Instagram, to be honest. Um, but I saw it recently and I've been thinking about it because, um, so I have, I have a partner now and he's lovely. Um, and amazing and I've been thinking about how I love having lost a love and I think in a lot of ways I love more fiercely right like I'm always like 
I love you. I'm like, let's spend time together because I'm like very aware of how precious the time is. At the same time, I think there's part of me in my relationship, in, in a lot of my relationships where I'm like, maybe I should hold a piece of myself back because it'll hurt less, right? Like maybe I shouldn't be all in um, and maybe I can protect myself a little bit for the next time. And so this poem, I think, was helpful to me in terms of like thinking about that. Um, so I'll just read it. It's short. Yes, it's please. By, um, Bianca Sparacino, and I think it's from her book of poetry called Seeds Planted in Concrete. And so this is the poem. Are you happy? In all honesty, no, but I am curious. I'm curious in my sadness and I am curious in my joy. I am ever seeking, ever feeling. I am in awe of the beautiful moments life gives us and I am in awe of the difficult ones. I am transfixed by grief, by growth. It is all so stunning, so rich, and I will never convince myself that I cannot be somber, cannot be hurt, cannot be overjoyed. I want to feel it all. I don't want to cover it up or numb it. So no, I am not happy. I am open and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, that's cool. That's great. Thank you for sharing that, Janine. Thank you so much. That that uh, I liked it. Very very cool. Uh, Bianca Sparsino is that the name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, as as Adrian says, thank you for sharing, Janine. Um, and you get some claps. Oh yeah, a lot of people like that. All right. Very cool. When when did you first discover that poem? Um. It's a long time ago. No. <laughs> no, no, I think recently I had it saved in my in my post, but I'm not maybe like a, a few weeks ago. Not not okay, cool. Not a long Very time, cool. but I have been I have been thinking about because I have been thinking about this question of how I love for a long time, and then this poem came across my my feed. As <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, Janine, we're gonna close, but there's a couple of comments I want to uh, share with you. Um, Sarah says, Janine, the way you speak on your grief journey is so open. You invite connection. Thanks for sharing your authentic and vulnerable self with us today. Nicole says, thanks for sharing your grief story and experience, Janine. Toria says, very relatable. Um, and then we have Angel who says, thank you for being here and sharing your story with us. You're an inspiration and a great person. And then uh, Janine says, thank you. Thanks so much. So That's thanks so very much, Janine, for your thoughts and feelings. And she absolutely loves <laughs> your name. I wonder why. No, that's really cool. Um, you know what? One more, one more question, actually, that I saw that I forgot to select. And um, this is from Lana. She says, hi, Janine. Do you have cards for older persons who have lost an older spouse, grandchildren, children? Those are unusual. Thanks. Love your work. I love making unusual cards as well. Oh, that's such a good question, Lana. Um, I don't actually, not specifically for that, but that is a really good, it's a really good point um, to think about. And someone should be making cards. Maybe you should make those cards. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's for you. Exactly. Maybe it's yours, Lana. Um, you say I love making unusual, unusual cards as well. So, so I love that. Um, Janine, I think that is it. Where can, where's the best place for people to find you? I have some of your socials up i have your instagram you have welcome at welcome to the grief club and of course at quotations again that's k-w-o-h-t-a-t-i-o-n-s 
You can always go to the website. Um, and then you have a Facebook, quotations, uh, Twitter, quote, at quotations. Everything's at quotations. I love it. Pinterest, even quotations. And then TikTok, at quotations. Uh, is there anywhere else or did we pretty much hit everything in terms of how people can find you? Pretty much it. I'm pretty much on all the things, always at quotations. Um, I think the website is the best place to go if you want to check out the book or any of the cards. And then Instagram is honestly where I'm the most active. I'm pretty active on there in terms of posting, but also like interacting with people. Very cool. All right. Well, Janine Quo, thank you so much for joining the Power of Love show. I hope you had a good time. And, And again, thank you on behalf of the community. On behalf of my brother and the entire board, the D.D. Jackson Foundation Board, we, we thank you for being with us and sharing your story and sharing what you're up to. If there's any other cool new things you are doing in the going forward, please reach out and, and we'd love to have you back. Um, that is it, everyone. We will be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. for another Power of Love show. And uh, once again, thank you to you, Janine. Take care, you guys, and have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you.